0: I was scared out of my mind because I have been a trained actor my whole life. And so I was not telling my story. I was telling somebody else's story, you know, it wasn't me going up there and sharing what I just shared, which was terrifying to me. It was me telling someone else's story. And that's why I've like studied people my whole life. So I can understand like what they're dealing with and like step into that. And so going live for me for the first time was so scary because I was like, I don't have a script.
1: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It is time to give yourself permission to be vulnerable by sharing your story to empower, inspire and support other women going through life transformation. Vulnerability is brave. Your story matters. What's your story? This podcast is devoted, bringing you motivation and inspiration from our community of like-minded people. Hello, and welcome to the Story Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Christine Manukian. I'm a functional medicine practitioner, business coach, author, speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a mom of two. In 2020, right before my 40th birthday, my life took a complete 180 when I realized I needed to leave my job as a clinical pharmacist and start my own business journey. I was tired of choosing between family and career. After experiencing my own health transformation, losing over 100 pounds and becoming a natural bodybuilding athlete with a six pack and a marathon runner, I found my true calling, empowering others to reach their health goals without pharmaceuticals. Each week, I'll be bringing you incredible guests to help you feel empowered to live your best life. I believe everyone deserves a second chance to rewrite their story and become the best version of themselves. Together, let's end the stigma of being afraid to share our story. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to The Story Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me another week and listening to all these incredible women I get to have conversations with. I am beyond grateful for all of my guests sharing their stories to empower, inspire, and support other women going through life transformation. I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to my incredible accountability advisor on Team Unstoppable, Kaylin Wetzel. She is also the first sales lead in accountability division. Kaylin has helped her clients reach incredible heights. She's helped countless clients make six-figure launches their new norm. But she doesn't only serve her own clients, she is also a co-director of the Unstoppable Influencer Program and a leader in the Accountability Division. Her background in sales and performing arts makes her perfect advisor to teach our clients on-camera confidence so they can sell during lunches, live ours, live on camera. With a degree in theater from the Conservatory of Performance Arts and at Point Park University, she helped a, a professional theater and she's also been featured in commercials and film for 15 years. During her performance career, Kaelin was nominated for the Best Lead Actress Award in Musical by BroadwayWorld.com and appeared in national commercials for Harley-Davidson and NASCAR. While performing, she was also working as a director of arts education at Charter School, where she created the arts education curriculum, instructed acting and dance classes, and managed a robust team of arts education um, instructors. After a decade in acting and arts education world, Kaelin decided to move to New York for a change of pace and become a founding employee at a beauty and wellness technology startup called Prive. During her time in private, she helped to develop every aspect of business, including talent acquisition strategy, events like based marketing, strategic branding, and corporate partnerships, and B2B sales. She acquired lucrative partnership with some of the top leading beauty brands in the industry, including Dove, Sally Hansen, and Cody Inc. Kaylin also built a unique B2B corporate wellness model with companies such as WeWork, Condi Nast, Convene, Salesforce, Medlife, AOL, Spotify, Macy's, Bloomingdale's, Facebook, Bumble, and the Hilton Hotels. Seriously, this is incredible. (laughs) During her success in New York, she was promoted to Director of Business Development, overseeing the launch of companies London, Los Angeles, Chicago, Austin, Atlanta, DC, and Philadelphia branches with a team of business development managers in each city. Today, Kaylin brings her experience and enthusiasm to Unstoppable Entrepreneur, where she is able to pull from a wide range of skills to help her clients crush their goals. Working with Kaylin has been an incredible experience, and let me tell you, this woman will change your life. And every person that works with her, they are crushing their goals like there's no tomorrow. As she's helping me to have my first launch this week, as we are stepping into the next entrepreneurship level for myself in my own personal business with the Functional Medicine Business Coaching Academy. Kaylin, I'm so grateful for having you in my life. You've literally has changed my life the last two months we've been working together. Welcome to the story podcast, my dear. Oh my gosh, you're gonna
0: make me cry before we even (laughs) start.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I've been just in awe. (laughs) I'm like reading your bio. I'm like, is there anything that you haven't done? I mean, seriously, anything else you can share with us as a fun fact that we didn't even mention?
0: Oh, man. Well, a fun fact that a lot of people don't know about me is I was a black belt in karate. My dad owned a karate school. So growing up, I studied martial arts. So that's always a fun fact that people would never guess about me. No way! (laughs) girly and a very So,
1: oh my yeah. gosh, is your daughter also learning karate, or has she had any interest?
0: I've taught her a little on the side, and I'm I just started taking Zoom classes with my uncle, who he actually took over my father's martial arts studio, and so he teaches classes on Zoom, and so I've been jumping back in to kind of like get the vibe again. So it's something I'm exploring, but. Oh,
1: fun. Oh my God. My son got his black belt. It was literally my last day of work last year. And the following day was his black belt ceremony uh, and t- passing his test. I was like, oh my gosh, talk about me stepping out of corporate and him having such a big milestone the same weekend. So it was a lot of celebration, me retiring my corporate job, him getting his black belt. It was like wow. cake galore. <laughs> that
0: was so incredible. Yes.
1: Yeah, so he's been doing Taekwondo and I. it's it's tough. It's not something like everybody can just, it, it's it's a
0: <laughs> yeah, discipline, I think that carried through my life, and when I started doing business development and started entrepreneurship and coaching entrepreneurs, the martial arts was really the discipline that I had from day one until you know when I started basically walking is when I started doing martial arts, and so when I think back on the discipline and the perseverance, that's probably a really huge piece of that now that I'm you just really made me remember that actually, so thank you. <laughs>
1: this is what i mean when you just talk deep and you just never know what you have not talked about in a long time and that's actually a very common theme a lot of people are like wow i haven't been asked that question before or i've never shared that before and like in publicly you know few people know but not a lot of people so thanks for sharing that fun fact is there anything you can say that you have as a superpower i know you're very disciplined which is a superpower on its own anything else you can think of as your superpower
0: Yes. So as an actor and studying acting for basically my whole life, I have the ability to really put myself in other people's shoes and understand their pain points and their current operating reality and really understand what their goals and their vision is. So I think that is the thing that I studied for years. I studied people, I watched people, I observed them. And so, you know, being an actor and especially going on camera, which is what I teach to clients a lot, about how to feel confident on camera, how to make emotional connection. It's all about really understanding your ideal clients' operating reality, what their pain points are, what they wish for. And so, I think for me, being an actor for so many years, and I'm actually very introverted, so I love to watch people, and I'm I really absorb their energy and kind of like what they're thinking and feeling. And sometimes it's not <laughs> always the best because I I take that on. But I think as far as just Really being able to step into other people's shoes—it's been the thing that has helped me build really authentic relationships and affect effectively communicate with people and help them achieve their dreams. Because I, I really try to like understand their operating reality.
1: Wow, that's—I've never heard of anybody actually explain the way you did because it makes so much sense. And sometimes we forget. To step into the other people's shoes and we're looking at the world the way we are looking at and we forget that connection of like what would they do if or what would I do if they're in their shoes so thanks for bringing that up a lot of people do forget that and that's definitely a superpower so I think a lot of people need to take notes of what you just said and implement it every yeah. single day in their life I think it's very important Wow, Kaylin, I wanna hear about your story, my dear. I have been so blown away learning every time we're talking, I'm learning something new from you, like today. (laughs) But I want you to take your time and really share with us like your life transformation you've gone through and anything you would like to our listeners to listen and hear and get inspired because you're some incredible badass chick that I know. (laughs) I'll tell you that for sure. (laughs) And I'm just blown away everything you've accomplished. And I know it wasn't easy. And I know there's always been times in your life that was a hurdle. So please share your story.
0: Yeah, I would love to. And I think when you read the bio and you see all the fancy things and all the cool things, (laughs) you don't know what was behind getting to those, you know, milestones. So I think it's really important to share our story so we can inspire other people. You know, I call it the hero journey. That's something that I teach when I'm teaching on camera. It's about sharing your story. So for me, you know, I was an actor for many years. I studied theater. I did that for 10 years professionally. So I, you know, I graduated from school, I went right out into the world. I started working at theater companies, doing some commercial work and that was in my mind what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. That was what I trained for, what I studied, what, you know, to achieve. And I had a lot of success in that world and but I always had this feeling that I wanted to have balance and as an actor you never have balance because you're constantly putting yourself out there, you're constantly being given permission to do something that you love because people have to tell you yes or no. So I was constantly putting myself out there. I was lucky that I got into a circle of directors that you know I got to work with and I got a lot of opportunities but part of being an actor is constantly being told no all the time. You're not the right look, you're not the right this, you're not the right that and so while I had a lot of great opportunity, I also didn't feel like I always had control. And that was a struggle for me. And so I always had some sort of other job other than acting. And so like I was teaching at a charter school, you know, musical theater and dance and acting to young students. And I love that. I love mentoring people and I love helping people. And so that was always something that was at the forefront of everything that I did. And so I got to a point where I was around 29. I ended up getting married pretty young. I met someone when I was in college and, you know, I ended up not moving to New York because I ended up moving to Philadelphia with him. Kind of put my dreams on the back burner, even though I was still pursuing acting. It wasn't like the big leap that I thought I was going to take. So I feel like as women, we sometimes will not take certain opportunities because we don't see that we can have everything under one umbrella. So for me, I was like, all right, I have to kind of like do something that isn't my dream, but I can't have a relationship unless I kind of take a step back, which is not (laughs) the best way to do it, but I was young. So that's what happened. And I see that now. So by the time I turned 29, I realized that, you know, staying in that relationship, while it wasn't negative, it wasn't something that I saw as my ultimate reality. I saw something else, something bigger, something different. And he didn't see that. He wanted me to stay where I was and he didn't really want me to be an actress. He didn't want any of those things. So I ended up getting out of that relationship was very difficult. Then I met my daughter's father. So I have an eight-year-old daughter now, and we met doing theater. And so we got together pretty quickly. I ended up having her, and we ended up breaking up after six months. (laughs) So she was six months old, and, you know, obviously the relationship wasn't going well. It was not the most positive relationship. And so for me, I knew that I had to step out of the negativity and get away from the people who were kind of holding me back. And I knew I had to do something drastic (laughs) so I could get the transformation that I was looking for. And I also didn't want my daughter to grow up where she was seeing me in some sort of toxic environment with people who weren't serving me and she wasn't seeing me happy. And so something inside of me just told me, you need to move to New York. And everyone around me told me I was crazy. My mother was freaking out. Everyone was like, "Why would you do that with a 6-month-old child? What are you thinking? You're insane." And I just said, "Listen, I need to do this. It's always been my dream. I have to do something that's going to get me out of my comfort zone so I can just be laser focused on what the next step is for myself and my daughter." Like I said, I didn't want her to see, you know, a toxic environment. I grew up with parents who were, you know, divorced, and I always saw fighting, and, and I didn't want her to see that. I just wanted her to see me happy and see her dad happy. So I decided to move to New York. I looked for an apartment on Craigslist (laughs) and I found a studio apartment in Queens in Jackson Heights. And it was literally one room and it was my bed and Olivia's crib. And that was it. And I didn't have a job and I had no plan. And I had probably a thousand dollars in my pocket at the time (laughs) being an actor. I didn't have a lot of money. So I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know what the plan was, but I knew that it was what I needed to just put some fire under my butt. And so I did it. Like I said, my mom came and helped me move in and she was crying and saying, why are you doing this? Like she saw my apartment and she freaked out cause it was literally like a box. <laughs> I did it and I just said, okay, I'm gonna make this happen. So I immediately started looking for jobs and I ended up finding one at a emerging startup in the beauty and wellness space. It's basically like the Uber for beauty and wellness services. It's called Priv. And so this was in the early stages of the company. They haven't even, didn't even launch in the New York market, which was the first market that they launched in. They were just, you know, they had built the app. They had, you know, hired some beauty and wellness professionals to work for them to go out and do the services, but they were looking to obviously expand and launch. And so, me seeing the opportunity when I did the interview, there was only the developer of the app who was a CEO and then the director of business development. And there was the head of the tech team. There was probably like three or four people working there. And I looked at, I said, wow, this could be huge as far as the opportunity, because in New York city, there's so many people who are busy, busy moms that don't want to go to a salon. They don't have the time, you know, women that are high achievers that are working in corporate that are you know busy they want everything to come to them. It was in that time frame around 2014 where Uber had just come out, you know, all the delivery apps, Grubhub, all those things like the on-demand market was very high and so I saw the opportunity. So I just asked them like are you looking for someone full-time, I would love to join the team because when I went to the interview, I was actually interviewing to be a makeup artist because in addition to the other million jobs that I've had in my life, I also (laughs) used to be a makeup artist when I was an actor. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, apply for this app. I'll become a makeup artist. I'll travel around to people's houses. It won't be like, you know, too much of my time. Maybe I can do something else on the side, whatever. I didn't have the intention of, you know, working for them. So I just asked them and they said, yeah, you can start on Monday. And so I said, okay. (laughs) They're like, we don't know what you're going to do, but, you know, just do it. And so I didn't have childcare at the time. So I like went on to care.com and started trying to find a nanny or something. And I ended up finding someone who she used to be a nanny for like, you know, women in the upper West side that had a lot of money and she kind of retired and had a granddaughter that she wanted to stay home with. And she also lived in Queens near me. And so I was offering her like not much money. And she said, listen, I'll do it. If you can bring her to me, that way I can stay home with my granddaughter and, like, all right, so let's do it. (laughs) So I was working for priv. I was like in the early stages, I was having a two hour commute to work because I would have to take a bus to the nanny's house with a six, seven month old child, which was not fun on the subway and the train. And then I would have to get on another bus to get on another train to get to midtown, which was crazy. But for me, I was like, listen, I know she's the best. I know she's going to take care of my daughter. I'm going to do what I need to do to make it happen. So I started working for Priv. I was like literally entry-level employee when we first started. I was helping recruit hairstylists and makeup artists. I was cold calling people, you know, that I would Google and literally like making hundreds of calls a day. And I started onboarding, you know, beauty and wellness professionals. And I did really well with it. Long story short, I ended up working for them and became the director of business development at that company. So I went from like getting people coffee (laughs) to creating a B2B partnerships with some of the brands that you mentioned before, because I saw the opportunity there in the market, because at the time when we were developing the app and putting it out there, a lot of people were hesitant to have people come to their house. They didn't know to do their makeup. So I said, let's go to some of the top like PR companies where our ideal client is, let's show them our services. They can download the app and then those are going to be our ideal clients. So like, you know, the women that worked at Condé Nast that were all fashion editors, all those women, you know, people that had law firms, people that were busy that didn't have time, we would just go to their office, we would do services and then ended up bringing in a lot higher dollar too. So we could really scale to other markets. And so I ended up becoming, like I said, the director of business development. I helped launch all the other cities. This was all in the midst of like, you know, a couple of years. And in the beginning it was not hard because I was getting paid nothing pretty much. And I was spending all my money on childcare. <laughs> I ended up being able to obviously bring in a lot of money for the company. And I just told them, Hey, listen, I really want to stay here, but I can't because financially this isn't working. I'm spending all my money on childcare. I can barely pay my rent. Like, what can we do here? And literally the founder of the company was like, I will pay for childcare for you. (laughs) And I was just like blown away because if I didn't have come to them and let them know what was going on, you know, you have to put it out there. So they saw me as a valuable person. So they ended up stepping up. They gave me a raise and all the things. So I was there for five years. You know, we expanded to eight markets. The company still is in existence, but it got acquired by NBC and which was huge. So I saw that whole process, but you know, then when the company became acquired, it was like, we didn't have really the freedom to do what we were doing before. And a lot of things changed. And I just saw there was really no more opportunity there. So I ended up moving back to the Philadelphia area where I was before, which was fine because Olivia was growing up and, you know, she was at the point where it was really hard for her to go back and forth from Philadelphia to New York City on the weekends to see her dad, all those things. It just was becoming too much. And I was like, listen, all right, I'm going to just go back. Now I I did my thing in New York. Like I loved it. I learned so much from being at a startup company. I literally did everything that you could do. It was business education on steroids, basically, you know, (laughs) sales, marketing, PR, you know, I used to help with, I did every job in the company because we were so small. So, I learned so much from that opportunity and I grew so much and I did things that I never thought I could do because I was always, you know, in a relationship. I was never alone. It was the first time I was alone and I was like, I'm doing this, this is happening. <laughs> and so it was really cool to just have the experience. So I came back and I ended up just spending a lot of time on personal development and I really got into the law of attraction and I would listen to like Abraham Hicks and I would walk in the park every day, just be like, all right. I need to manifest my dream job. And, you know, I was really looking for a relationship at the time. So I would like write down what I was looking for in a partner. And I ended up manifesting like my my dream partner, which was amazing. And I was like, okay, I have the dream guy. Now I need like the dream job again. You know, I had an amazing career, so I need something else. And the opportunity came up to be a business strategist and advisor at Kelly's company, The Unstoppable Entrepreneur. Kelly is our CEO, and she's a badass woman. (laughs) She built the entire company while she was working in corporate. It's an eight-figure company now. She was just really starting to expand to hire more team. And so I looked at the opportunity and I thought, wow, this is so perfect for me because they wanted people that had, you know, the business background and the strategy which I got at the startup and then they also wanted people who could be good on camera, that could sell, that could promote and my acting experience blended with that. I was like, wow, this is the perfect thing. So I really just was like asking the universe to bring me the perfect opportunity and ended up, you know, working out. I've been there for a year. I met amazing clients from all around the world. I've helped people create seven-figure businesses in a year, which is insane. You know, seeing them do launches that are multiple six figures and helping them that on their live launch, helping them, you know, just with the structure of what they're looking to to build as far as their not only just their business, but like how they want to work, what that looks like. So it's been an incredible journey. But like you said, there was a lot. Like there were times when I was in New York as a single mother by myself when I couldn't afford anything. I had to do my laundry in my bathtub one day because I couldn't even pay to get my own laundry done. Like it was a lot. <laughs> So, but it was amazing. If I hadn't gone through that, I would never have found the love that I have for business development sales because I just thought I was going to do acting my whole life. And I can still be an actor, which I, leading up to COVID, I was still performing while doing this job. I was doing musical theater and I plan to still audition once theater is you know, back, which is very soon. I hope I'm starting to see some like stuff happening, but yeah. I mean, like it's been an amazing ride. So that was, I know it's a lot, but <laughs> that's like, no. an yeah. Oh, no,
1: this is incredible. And that was actually one of the things I was going to ask you. And hopefully everybody is taking notes of, you know, she stepped into this new world, new space, not knowing anybody, but she didn't focus on how she's going to make it happen. She just knew she has to be in the right place to create and start fresh and be open to learn new opportunities she had no idea what she's going to be doing. She had no idea she was going to like meet the startups like, right. But you had your why and you wanted to create this beautiful life for your daughter. And I just realized our kids, our daughters are like months apart. I think they're like two months apart. Yeah. (laughs) My daughter turned eight in January and yours is I think in March. And it just knowing, you know, a lot of people stay back on their dreams because they're spending so much time focusing on, how are they going to do it? When is it going to be the right time? When is it going to be the right opportunity or the salary, whatever it is? I'm like, you guys, there's no perfect time. I mean, I left my six-figure job during COVID to pursue entrepreneurship. Like you said, people were thinking you're crazy. Let me tell my own husband was like, you're crazy to leave your job. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, babe, you don't understand what I'm creating, what I'm manifesting. And like you were saying, like, imagining where you're going and focusing on that uh, the right people will come into your life and i hope everybody's understanding this and they're putting themselves out there too because sometimes you just have to go for it just make the decision focus on your why and just go for it i mean if i didn't manifest Um, me leaving my job too like and one of those things too like kaylin like i wrote myself a letter when I hit my rock bottom and I was like, so sick and tired of like dropping off the kids at school at 730 in the morning, picking them yeah. up at 6pm. Because again, we both work full time. And when I say we are not me, my husband, because I also had an hour and a half commute each way in LA traffic. So he yeah. was the one getting the kids ready, dropping them to school, the first one to be dropped up, the last one to be picked up. And when I hit that rock bottom saying like, I don't want this to happen anymore. Like I, why should I be living on the same street as the school, but I have to make my kids stay in school till like 6 p.m. till we're able to pick them up. And I wrote a letter to myself on August 13, 2019, saying the following year when I was turning 40, I said, I'm going to be a corporate dropout. I'm going to retire at 40. And I'm gonna be a full-time mom. And wow. literally on the same day in 2020, August 13th of 2020, I turned in my two week notice and I didn't realize the dates till I came home and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why is this date so familiar? And I found my journal, the letter that I wrote to myself, I said the next year. I'm like, holy moly, I left my job like literally a few weeks before my like my birthday, my 40th birthday. Because I was manifesting, I was dreaming, I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I just knew I'm getting there. And that's something a lot of people, they, they just get stuck. And what advice would you give for people? Like, I know you spoke a lot about, you know, just going for it and being unstoppable and just kind of taking the leap of faith you know, is there any other advice you'll give to someone who is either burnt out? They just don't know how to create something. They're just because they haven't been exposed to people like what advice would you give to someone who's just stuck?
0: Yeah, I would say you have to do something that takes you out of your current reality out of your comfort zone. Because that's the only way you're going to make a change. I think a lot of people overthink and they already start to predict the outcome before they even take a step. And it keeps them stuck in fear. And so like, Luckily for me, I've, (laughs) I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I don't overthink. I tend to just take action. And I, for me, I have to, I have to do it to know what I do want and what I don't want. I've always been that person where like, I can't learn in theory. I have to actually take action. And that's why I'm so attracted to Kelly, my CEO of my company, because she's the same way. She, her whole motto is you have to take imperfect action. And I think when I look back on my life. All the big leaps I've taken, I didn't understand what the outcome was going to be, but I just said, I'm going to do this and trusted the journey, you know, really just was present and took it one step at a time. And I wasn't already predicting failure or predicting what the outcome was going to be. I didn't understand what the outcome was going to be and I didn't attach myself to it. And I think even when I work with my clients, I see they're, they're so brilliant, but they're already if they're ready to go in a consultation call, they're already telling me, well, what if they say this? And what if it doesn't work? And I'm like, you're already shooting yourself in the foot. (laughs) You know, like you're already going into it, thinking you're going to fail. So you can't have that mindset. You have to really just be open and present. And you have to ask questions to people, you know, like you have to really just be in the moment and in the environment and see the opportunity. And so my just feedback would be, to just do something that's a little scary every single day that puts you out of your comfort zone, because while it is scary, you're going to look back on it and you're going to say, wow, like I did that thing, even though it was beforehand, very frightening. (laughs) You know, for me, I teach going on camera all the time, but I get nervous every single time I go on camera to the point where sometimes my husband is like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, you know, why are you making yourself so nervous? It's because I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist in certain ways. Like I want it to be, you know, like such quality. And like, I really like value what I do and I want to make an impact. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself. You know, I listened to a quote by this, this girl who she's not famous. She's an athlete and she is she spoke at our game changer event that we have every year in Miami that Kelly leads. And she, like I said, is an Olympic athlete. And she said that pressure is a privilege. When you feel like that pressure, you have to look at it as a privilege. And I think about that now when I get really nervous to do something that I've never done before, I'm like, this is a privilege that I feel this way that I'm, you know, that I even have something that is like exciting me or making me a little nervous because it's scary. And it's something I've never done before. And so her name is Priscilla Loomis now that I think of her name, but she's not like a famous, you know, athlete. She's, you know, Olympian. But like when she said that, I was like, that's so true because she was talking about, you know, being an athlete. And when you're getting the nurse, it's like, you have to look at that as a privilege. And so that really shifted my mindset. So I think that's something that the people that are listening can really take that in and think about that. The next time they think that something is scary, you want to kind of lean into the fear and you want to just like, you're never going to be able to push it away because then it's just going to create more chaos. You want to just become okay with being afraid and look at it. Like, you know, you watch your fear, you see it, you observe it. You're kind of like in the same room with your fear and you're just like, Hey, I see you like, okay. (laughs) And so now I really try to look at it that way because I know sometimes when you're afraid, you just get in this mindset where you can't even like think where you are. You're already just like, in your head so much you forget about your body you forget just how to think it's just being okay with it and just knowing that it's normal is really helpful
1: yes and when you feel afraid it means you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you're growing and people who are living their lives comfortably uncomfortable they're not Afraid of making that phone call that's going to change their life. They're not, you know, they just have to feel that. I mean, you even mentioned like how you asked for a raise. And a lot of people would be like, how, who am I to ask for a raise? I just started, like you're saying, like I was like delivering coffee or whatever it is. Right. Or having that even being vulnerable that listen, like my income is barely paying for my childcare because a lot of people will be also ashamed to say that they're making yeah. like, so, like low income and they just can't like even have like money for laundry. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they get yeah. stuck sort of like, I don't want to be looked at someone who failed. I don't want to be looked at someone who is like like asking for help. And there's such Mm -hmm. a huge stigma behind that and being vulnerable and just asking for it. Just like, you never know. People want to help you. You know, they want to help you anyway, whether it is to help you financially or support or connect you with someone who's going to help you. You just never Mm -hmm. know what's going to come out of their mouth, but you have to have the guts (laughs) to ask for it. And a lot of people don't because- They are like already like well they're gonna say no and here I am gonna go back to work again stuck in the same place maybe I should look for another job maybe I should be doing something else this is not where I'm meant to be and a lot of people just make up the story which is not the reality yeah (laughs) right yeah like
0: the thing that could happen is someone tells you no and that just gives you the data to know like okay this might not be the right thing for me and so for me at that point like. I had already given so much value and I, I had the confidence to know, like, I was definitely scared because I wasn't fully there confidence wise, but I knew that I provided so much value to that company. And I just said, listen, like, here's where I am. Like, (laughs) you know, I've always known that, I have a lot to give and that if that opportunity doesn't work, there's other opportunities out there. And I think people forget about that. They're like, Oh, well, if you know, this doesn't work, like my life is going to be over. No, there's a billion opportunities out there. And if this isn't the right one for you, then do yourself a favor and let that, you know, let that person let you know that this isn't the right thing. Like if they're not going to give you what you need, and I'm not saying you have to come in and be cocky about it, but like you have to know your value and you have to know that with confidence and conviction. And it takes time, but you really have to be able to do your best and do your best to show value to your employer. And if they understand that you're worth it, they're going to step up. If they don't understand, then that's probably not the right place for you. So you need to just go on to the next
1: opportunity. Oh my gosh. Amen. And I just recently heard Kelly say, by the way, when we say Kelly, her last name is Roche, R-O-C-H, right? So a lot of people are like, who, are this, who is this Kelly like, lady everybody's like, talking about? But just listen, yeah. like yesterday or the day before, uh, Kelly was talking about, and she used the analogy of training in your business as a business athlete. And that just kind of hit home for me because like you said, like you're just good at making decisions and not overthinking. And that's like literally me. That's one of my superpowers, just like trusting my God, knowing where I'm going, just making a decision and going for, and then I'll figure out like how it's going to happen and what's going to happen. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like when I was training for bodybuilding, I didn't know what to expect. I've never even like done anything like this, but Uh I was training as an athlete And I took those uh, sacrifices, those like hard works and all those like little things that you're learning as you're transforming your body, but you're transforming your mind. And I start applying that to every aspect of my life. And if somebody was going to tell me, no, I'd be like, okay, thanks. And then I'll just move on to the next one. Right. Versus like, oh my gosh, my life is over because I know what I'm capable of doing because you keep going through that growth and now applying the same skills that I've Hard working in my marathon training, bodybuilding, applying them in my business. And when Kelly said like, you know, she attracts people who are like business athletes, I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder I feel so much connection with her because it just speaks to who you are and those are the type of people i want to attract in my own business in my circle people who are just they they're not sure what they want to do but they know their worth and they want to do more out of their life and they just need to be in the right environment with the right mentorship to like unleash that you know badass like i love to say wonder woman mindset and just kind of go for it and figure things out you know what i mean So it's just so fun to see that analogy.
0: (laughs) I know. And it's like, I always think, you know, I, am not going to know everything, but I'm going to figure it out for sure because I have the drive. And it's like, as long as you have the passion and the drive, you don't have to know everything. You can, you know, learn in real time. You can figure things out. You can collect the data that you need so you can keep going. But, you know, I think people feel afraid because they don't want to look like an imposter or they don't want to look like whatever, but it's like. You know, you can still learn by doing, and you don't have to already predict what the outcome is. You don't have to know everything. So I think it's just really important to
1: remember that. And also, taking imperfect action is so important. So if you have a dream, you want to do something, don't wait. Like we're talking about, you know, the right time and don't feel bad when you see someone on social media or your close friends, someone as doing exactly what you want to do because they are taking imperfect action. And here you're like, oh my gosh, like they're doing what I want to do. But here I am just stuck in like behind the scenes and not even like taking the first step and it's okay to be messy hey (laughs) more messy you are more you're gonna learn and more challenges you have in your life is gonna prep you for something even bigger and I know a lot of people say like oh entrepreneurship is like so glamorous you have your schedule you have this you have that you guys it's not as sexy and glamorous as it is like it's a hustle it happens but it's fun to do it because you're enjoying it you're actually aligned with your mission and purpose and i know a lot of people are like well you know you're still working a lot of hours so i'm like yeah but I, it's not work it's fun i mean here we are having this conversation like it's it's work right i'm producing a podcast I don't see this as work. I'm having like well, incredible yeah. time, you know, having a Child, learning and growing. And I know we're going to change someone's life because they're going to listen to us and be like, Oh my gosh, like Kaylin store is a single mom and struggling financially and finding her way, having this incredible career now and creating this new dream life of her own for yeah. her daughter, you know, her new life. I'm like, it's possible. And I know this is not considered work. This is considered like me being blessed to have the opportunity to do it because like you were saying before too, like I'm blessed to do this,
0: (laughs) you know? It's so amazing. it's like, we're so lucky to do what we love and anyone can do that. They just have to have the courage to, to take action. And so like, you're a perfect example. You dove into- the Instaple Entrepreneur Program, you're like, I'm going to do a Libanar the first week that I'm in here. And I'm like, go girl, like, here's like, I'll tell you the quick and dirty, like go do it. And you did it and you killed it and you attracted people to you based on your story, which is so important, sharing your story. Like I did today, you know, the first time I shared my story online was scary for me because, you know, a lot of the times we have so much fear about that because we think it's going to disqualify us from whatever, you know, we're trying to do. But I had so many people reach out to me about my story, you know, being a single mother that were also in that position that were like, you just gave me the courage to, you know, do my thing and I'm going to take a leap and I'm going to do something scary. And like, if I can inspire people to do that just by sharing my story, it's so important. You know, some, it's hard to talk about. It's not easy. Now I'm just like, I, you know, you do it a couple times, you rip off the bandaid, aid <laughs> But yeah, it's so important. And it's like, that's how you're going to attract for all the entrepreneurs listening. That's how you attract your ideal client. And that's how you're authentic on camera because people are going to say like, oh yeah, Christine did it. I can do it too. And they want to be working with people that they know that have gone through what they're experiencing that have come through on the other side. And you want to highlight where you are now and like how you've gotten there. But that's the thing that's going to attract your ideal client because they feel the emotional connection to you. That's why people buy. That's why people, (laughs) you know, like there's a billion coaches out there on the market, you know, like why would you want to work with a specific coach? Because you feel a connection to them in some way, something about their story, something about their energy, their emotion on camera, you're attracted to that. So you have to be authentic and show that because if you're not, people see when you're not authentic. It's like they, subconsciously they are, they don't know exactly what it is, but they feel like something is off with this person. They're being vanilla, they're being watered down with their messaging. They're not being clear. It's because that person is probably afraid to maybe eliminate somebody in their audience, but I, you know, that's okay. Not everyone's going to like you, you know, they're going to pick you to be their coach or you to work with you because they feel a connection to you. So make the people that don't want to work with you or, or, you know, aren't your ideal clients, go ahead, like turn them off. That's okay. Because you don't want to want to, you know, work with every single person out there. You want to work with people that, you know, you can change their life. So it's just so important. And I see that a lot when I see people go on camera, I'm like, I can tell they're holding back. I can tell that there's like a little fear and really just being like straight to the point and really like laser focused on what the pain points are of their ideal person, like how they can get the transformations and things like that. So it's just so important. And that comes with time. You know, you have to just be able to be willing to do the scary stuff over and over. Every time it gets easier, every time you get more present, more dialed in, you know, like when I first started going on camera, let's say a year ago when I started working at the Unstoppable Entrepreneur, I was scared out of my mind because I have been a trained actor my whole life. And so I was not telling my story. I was telling somebody else's story, you know, it wasn't me going up there and sharing what I just shared, which was terrifying to me. It was me telling someone else's story. And that's why I've like studied people my whole life so I can understand like what they're dealing with and like step into that. And so going live for me for the first time was so scary because I was like, I don't have a script. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I studied improv and acting and stuff, which is like, you don't have a script in it. That's fine. But being live on camera, it's really different as yourself. And so like, I give people so much credit that are entrepreneurs that just do this and that are themselves, because for me, it wasn't easy. It took me a long time to like, get over that fear. Now I come on and it's like, okay, it's gotta be me, you know? But at first I was like, a, a robot like i felt like i watched myself and i'm like oh my gosh Caitlin, like i was trying to play a character of somebody that i thought like was appealing to my audience which i didn't even know what it was at that time so it's just some insight for the people who are like yeah it's easy for you to go on camera because you're an actor no it's really it wasn't easy for me and it's still not easy for me so it's like i experience the same kind of fear that everyone else experiences
1: and that's what makes you human <laughs> a lot of people yeah. you know what i mean And a lot of people think like yes oh you do this so naturally it feels so like glamorous i'm like you guys don't understand like sometimes my heart is like pounding i'm like sweating yeah. and i'm like oh my gosh what do i say what if i say the wrong thing yeah. you know english is not my first language what if i mispronounce things like but that's okay it's okay like you're not going to be judged for saying something like you're not killing no one. Okay. You're not hurting no one. You're just speaking your mind, speaking from your soul and your heart because that's where the human connections happen. And it's okay to be nervous. It makes actually the other person in front of you feel more comfortable because they see you like not being like, so like, I mean, 10 out of 10, like perfect on perfect, but like, Oh my gosh, like I can never be like her. And, and that's something I also realized too. Like it kind of hit me like, you know, after having a lot of conversations, like I was attracting a lot of people who were only seeing kind of like the glamorous side on social media without my struggles. And a lot of people were saying no to my, like, let's say coaching or opportunity because they're like, I can never be like you because they thought like they have to be so perfect. And I'm like, you guys don't understand what happens behind the scenes. So then the minute I started actually sharing my imperfections and being more open about it, Open, open up so many more doors. Like I saw my business like blow up because I was actually having those like authentic conversations and telling them, trust me, I know exactly how you feel. You know, you don't have to be, this is where I am, but it took me so many years and practice to get to where I am. But this is where I was when I just started. And I think that's something a lot of people forget about. And they just kind of like, try to be so like, you know, like you were saying, like, you're just like, you, you feel like you're reading a script like you're not really letting like yourself be who you are and I'm sure like what we see today took practice I mean somebody with so many years of experience it still takes practice so yeah yeah 100% yeah I didn't even know
0: that like ling- English English was your second language like you just made me really like whoa I know. <laughs> that's amazing wow yeah. talk about like diving into something scary my husband is from Italy and so like he moved here when he was in his 20s and could not speak English at all and now he speaks you know fluent English he speaks fluent Spanish he learned it in the United States it's just like that to me is so brave like so for you I just commend you because that's scary I mean I, when I was in Italy I was trying to speak I, can't, I was terrified to talk because it was just scary to me like it was a language I didn't know so I would just be like honey can you just like tell that person like what I'm thinking <laughs> So even to do that is just like huge, massive. Yeah.
1: I came from Armenia when I was 16 years old. And and that was actually one of the things to like, for this podcast, I had such a big hopes and dreams. And I'm like, I wanted to do it for so many years. But I was always afraid of like, what do I say? How do I say? Will people understand my accents? Like, and just kind of overthinking it. Till like last year, when I started with working with my business coach, Rebecca, and you know her very well, you know, she, she pushed me and she's like, you got this, let's do this. And like you said, like, she gave me the tools that I need to do this. And I launched my podcast in five days, you guys, from the beginning till actual being live five days and it hit top ratings in U S Canada, Philippines and Switzerland. I have fans in Switzerland. I don't even know. And Philippines, I think because of my team is in Philippines. I'm like, Hey, they probably got the word out. But this is where you just don't even know what's possible because I was stuck in the mindset of like, English is not my first language. Again, what if I say something wrong or pronounce it wrong? You know, I was like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Somebody's like, oh, she just said something silly. They're going to laugh about it. Hey, I made them smile. I made them laugh, right? (laughs) That's the best thing that can happen. When you have an accent, I have a lot
0: of clients that have accents and that's their fear when they go online it's like well, no one's gonna understand me there I'm like I feel like it's super cool when someone has an accent it just makes it seem we have a girl on our team who's from the UK and every time she talks we're like how talk again talk again because it's like to American people it's like cool you know to have it have it right a, like, an accent. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that. Wow, Rebecca's amazing. I, I might have to contact her because I now I'm just like inspired to create a podcast or talk to you. Yes, <laughs> you are.
1: <laughs> well, give you the tools. Trust me, we have it all written. And that's the thing. When you want something, just tell someone because someone has either done it or they know someone who's going to help you to get there it's all about the network and knowing what's possible. Yeah. I mean, literally, I hired my entire team from her team because of her podcast. And I'm like, All right, that's it. I don't need to learn how to edit videos and post it on iTunes. I I don't have to worry about that. I know people who are doing that. And I'm going to outsource this and that's okay. (laughs) I'm not going to spend too much time like trying to figure it out and wait another year to actually do it. So, well, this has been so much fun. Can you please tell us how our listeners can get hold of you. And if you can also tell us like, what is it that you're working on now? Is there anything we can learn and support you as well? Because I have a huge audience with uh, female entrepreneurs, and we would love to connect with you to work with you. Please tell us about that too.
0: Yeah, you can connect with me on social media, Kaylin Wetzel, Facebook, Instagram at Kaylin Wetzel. I host some masterclasses to elevate your on camera performance. So I host them all the time. And so if you're interested, you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram and I will get you set up. But yeah, and I, you know, I'm working in the Unstoppable Entrepreneur as a advisor. If you're interested in any of like the strategy that we teach, you can always just get in touch with me and or Christine and, you know, we can talk to you. But yeah, I would love to just connect and you can find me on social basically.
1: Yeah, I will definitely have all the links in the show notes as well too. So you guys definitely... Take her on her offer. This woman is, a, she's genius. She's badass. I'm, I love to use that word because it's in my vocabulary and those are people I attract. That's why we ended up working together. So, And I cannot wait to see you on May 4th in Florida, which is going to be so exciting. A private event that we're having just again, surrounding yourself with the right people and you will be unstoppable. So thank you again for all your time in the zone of genius that you've been dropping so many like nuggets. I would love to have you like any final words and we'll wrap it up.
0: Yeah, just do something a little scary every day. That's always my advice. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit every single day, whether it's little, whether it's big, just a little bit every day and it's gonna make a huge change and just your growth as a human and as a person and what you think you know you could do you'll be astonished at what you actually had no clue that you could accomplish so wow scary every day yes something
1: yeah <laughs> and whatever scary thing that you did today post it and tag us on instagram and facebook and let us cheer you on because yeah. That's when we know you actually not only just listen, but you also took action, yeah. and that's the that's the best thing we can do when we're speaking. We, we don't want to just inspire you, but we want you to take action, and that's when you know your message has been delivered. And I'm a huge believer in that. Yes, get inspired, but I want you to take action. That's the only thing I want from you when you're hanging out with us. Take action, imperfect action. Yes.
0: <laughs> love it, love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, overcome fear, take action. And I want you to realize that everything you need to succeed is already inside of you. So that's all you need to know. Overcome fear. Take action.
1: Yes, yes, and yes. Well, thanks again, my love. It's been a pleasure. And I cannot wait to celebrate in the next couple of weeks. And as I see you and everyone have an incredible, incredible rest of your day.
0: Thank you. You too. I'll see you
1: soon. Thank you so much for investing your time with me on the story podcast. I am so grateful for your support and hope you feel empowered and inspired to give yourself permission to rewrite your story and become the best version of yourself. If you love this episode as much as I did, please take a moment, screenshot and share on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me at Dr. Christine Manukian so I can personally thank you and welcome you to our community. You never know who needs to hear this episode right now. And I would be so appreciative if you would head over to iTunes, press subscribe, and leave a five-star review of the show. This way, together, we will expand our community and reach and empower more women. If you want to meet real-life Wonder Woman, let's connect on my Instagram at Dr. drchristinanukian, or my website, drchristinemannukin.com. To be featured as my guest, please email me at drchristine at story.co. Until next time, live with passion.